Welcome to Advantage Over, the podcast for the rugby referee community, or simply those in rugby who want to know more about refereeing. Are you ready? Time on. Hello and welcome to the Advantage Over podcast. I'm Keith Lewis, your host, um, and we've got some exciting things coming up for you in this show. So I've been really pleased over the last couple of uh, weeks to be speaking to some great people around the rugby referee community. Um, And today's interview will be with Andy Brace, um, who you may have seen out and about on the World Rugby Six Nations stage over the last couple of weekends, running the line in a couple of games um, and certainly as he uh, ups his preparation and hopefully prospects for Rugby World Cup in Japan later this year. Um, but uh, before we get to that interview with Andrew, I um, just want to touch on a few things that's happened since then. Obviously we have seen the start of the um, Guinness Six Nations of 2019. Um, we've seen the the first batch first couple of weekends with northern hemisphere referees um taking the center stage um, and then last weekend and the weekend before and, and the coming weekends the southern hemisphere referees take over um as we announced probably before christmas i think it was the um all the the, the top 14 refs in the world rugby list um have a game at least with nick berry picking up two um, so a chance for them all to really stake um, a claim ahead of selection from Alan Roland later on. So the Six Nations already kicked off, um, all going pretty well from a refereeing perspective, um, as ever as these things um, can be. But let's see what happens over the next couple of weeks. We've had the Super Rugby um, tournament kick off for 2019. Um, Lyndon Bray announced um, um, a different approach there, I think, since we last were on the podcast. Um, they're using a new pod system um, where groups of referees will work much more closely together and kind of rotate referee to AR to referee um, through the first certainly um, tournament, the, the the round robin stages of the Super Rugby Festival. So um, let's have a, a listen to Lyndon's approach to this and why they've ended up doing it. So we've been on a bit of a journey about being a team. And of course, again, that might surprise some people. You think about a referee with a whistle, he's on his own, he's a bit like a golfer. Um, you know, he's got to hit, hit his own ball into the hole and win the competition. And in some respects, refereeing, you're, you're a bit of an individual. We've tried to break all of that down and, and operate as a team. So we've got our 15 refs, that's one team. We've got our pods. So what we've done this year is say three guys working together through the whole competition. They won't be together every single game, but they're going to work as a like a mini unit. So they've been working on, so you know, who are we as a group? How do we contribute to the game? How do we make sure that we, we improve our delivery to the game itself? I think that's probably one of the biggest changes at this camp is we're moving away from individuals to putting our team first. We've talked all camp about just getting the balance right for the interests of the game. So if we can deliver to every single game and the way that game should be set up, and we get that right, then we become a non-factor in the match. And, and you know, the perfect scenario is with any wrong decision doesn't actually become match-defining. So a lot of our work's been around that that balance and un- understanding the unique um, aspect of those two teams and what, what do I need to deliver to that game so that the game's successful. So that's Lyndon, and then we've got 
Um, other competitions around the world as well. Obviously, the season is kicking off in the Southern Hemisphere again. Um, we've got um, plenty of appointments news coming in. We're getting new countries asking all the time if we can include their referee appointments on our list. So um, we're really grateful for that. Um, so do check out the website, look at all the appointments and see what's what. Um, if you're looking for a more um, sort of place to go and have a conversation with other referees um, we have started a rugbyreferee.net community on Facebook um, you'd be more than welcome to come and join us over there to, to carry on some of the discussions we start on these podcasts and some of the posts that we've got on the site um, it's a really great chance for you to um, ask your questions share your views tell people where you're refereeing um, seek advice on things like that and of course we'll bring you the news there so if you head over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash rugbyreferee.net um, you will find us over there so do come over we just need to ask get a couple of details to make sure it is really referees who are listening um, and joining that group but please do come over um, and join those conversations we'd love to see you in the group um, and, and putting some um, faces and names to some of the emails that I get sent um, and some of the perhaps a, a chance to engage um, within the refereeing mindset and, and get involved in, in that sorts of things in between your games so you'd be very welcome to come and join us over there at facebook.com slash groups slash rugby so with that let's head over and speak to Andrew Brace So, joining us today on the Advantage Over podcast is Andrew Brace, former Belgium scrum half, who rep- uh, now referees under the IRFU banner. Um, Andrew took up refereeing after moving to Ireland as a player, um, ending his playing career, and, and now represents the IRFU as a full-time uh, referee. Um, having refed in the Pro 12 and Pro 14 since 2015, European Challenge Cup, Champions Cup, World Rugby Under-20s, um, which is obviously a rite of passage for anyone on the way up in the refereeing circles, um, refereed the 2014-15 British and Irish Cup final and the All-Ireland League final the following year as well. Test debut in 2017, um, having then refereed the England Barbars game and then the 2019 Rugby World Cup qualifier between Canada and the US. Um, so quite a, um, an introduction to, to rugby in quite a short time. Andrew, you're very welcome to join us. Thank you very much. Um, and also, I read, whether this is true or not, a grade eight violinist. I know. Accurate? <laughs> it is, yeah. Oh, didn't, Wikipedia didn't quite do uh, Didn't quite do the grade eight, but yeah, I got to grade eight and yeah, went to university and then uh, didn't end up uh, getting around to that. So I might... Uh, might take the violin back up again now in the next few years. Because <laughs> everyone, everyone's got um, something on the side to keep them occupied, so yeah. something away. <laughs> so that's quite some intro in the refereeing, uh, journey into refereeing. Let's, let's go back to the start. Mm. Scrum half, Belgium. Yeah. Talk us through that, because that <laughs> is not a Belgian accent. <laughs> it's a bit strange, all right, yeah. Um, yeah, so my father's side is, uh, is Belgian. Um, yeah, my, my, my nan, um, she's uh, born in Brussels. Yeah. So yeah, so that's the, the Belgian link. Um, never lived there, but we always used to travel there when we were younger as kids. So, um, so yeah, that, as I said, that's the link there from my father's side. But um, yeah, born in Cardiff and then moved over to Ireland for the last uh, yeah ten years. I've been there now. So, cool. So played at a reasonable level. Yeah. Um, another of the referee brigade, uh, scrum half brigade turned refereeing. Yeah. Um, what happened? How did you end up with the whistle? Yeah, it's funny, really. I think um, as every referee probably says, uh, injuries took their toll and. Um, I think it was uh, yeah the, the lads in Monster Rugby office. I was working Monster Rugby at the time when I went over to Ireland to play and working with Monster Rugby. I think they were sick of me uh, giving out by the referee every Monday morning. So uh, it was Johnny Lacey who approached me and said, "I oh, should uh, give the referee a go and pick up the whistle and, and put your whistle where your mouth is." Really, and uh, yeah, I haven't really looked back. 
Yeah. How quick is that journey? Because there obviously seems to be two different approaches to referees getting to the elite level. It's either a slow and steady, or you come in having played a reasonable game and then you sort of shoot through. How long did it take you to go from start picking up the whistle for the first time to that 2015 Pro 12 debut? Yeah, so it was a couple. Yeah, it was a couple of years really. I, I remember um, David McHugh, who was um, my manager at the time and coach. He uh, he put me into my first B&I Cup game. It was Gala against Leeds. Uh, I'd only been refereeing four months and uh, I didn't know what hit me. <laughs> I was running around like a headless chicken and uh, I was like, Jesus, this, uh, yeah, this ref, ref in Malarkey is, uh, is, uh, is quite something. So, yeah, no, look, it was, um, that first year was a, a certainly an experience for me. Um, I just had to get games under the belt because um, I was refereeing to a... To a certain extent, when I was when I was playing and, and coaching with Munster Rugby, um, and then I got to a, a stage there where the IRFU couldn't push me any further unless I made a decision because obviously I was playing at the same level. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, as I said, injuries took its toll, and I, I kind of just lost the motivation to play because I kept getting injured, and the setbacks would just would be be like through a couple of a couple of months I'll be uh, I'll be training I'll be out for another couple of months so yeah just so yeah even though I was young just made the decision to, to pick up the whistle then yeah so cool so so going from Gala and the BNI yeah. um, to Pro 12 as was yeah. now Pro 14 yeah. um, what's the sort of big lesson that you take on, on that quick journey obviously being a, having a job in rugby at the same time back then when you were doing the mm. RDOing as well as the referee has yeah. got to have helped yeah 100% and I think for me, it was a it was a challenge because I was trying to balance the two because I was working obviously in my full time job in Monster Rugby as a YDO and then and then refereeing then on the weekends and and, and that first couple of years I was travelling a lot for BNI Cup games and the system refereeing in the pro game. Um, so yeah, the travelling was the big uh, was the big challenge because trying to balance coming back into a rugby club on a Sunday morning just to be seen. Um, was difficult and then obviously it was only yeah last year that the RFU made the decision to, to go full time and as I said now I have that um, just sole responsibility into refereeing I can put all my focus into that and, yeah. and that's a bit behind some of the other unions some of the other folk we've, we've spoken to have had that pro yeah. refereeing group for quite a while what yeah. difference has it made to you being a full-time pro referee as opposed to a full-time rugby yeah man? I think um, I think it's, it's massive for me personally because, as I said, I can focus solely on the ref. And now I'm not having to rush back to be seen in a rugby club just to yeah. uh, to coach back in my in my other job. So um, for me now, I can train in a high performance environment. Where on a Monday morning and a Wednesday morning, we would train uh, with our strength and conditioning mm-hmm. coach as a group. Um, we meet regularly then every week with our group, or a few referees. Um, every Tuesday and that's a full day then where we would train again and we would review our games and we come then together and discuss those those clips or the major talking points coming from the previous weekend um, and then obviously you're travelling out in the Pro 14 you could have a match on a Friday night so you're gone Thursday yeah. match Friday back Saturday so it is a full time job in itself that's, your, that's a typical a week really Yeah, we spoke um, to Craig Evans mainly on sevens but also now in the Pro 14 circuit as well. Travelling in, we spoke to him in Bloemfontein. Obviously, yeah. now we're picking up those extra two two sides in the in the 14. Yeah. How's that? A helps your refereeing perspective, seeing a different perspective to it. But how do you build all that the travel into it as well? Yeah, obviously now with the two South African teams coming into the Pro 14 is 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 uh, 
is different now because obviously there's extra travel, um, as, I, as I alluded to there, just in terms of the meetings with the RFU we have every week. But um, we now have uh, mini camps, World Rugby mini camps, which are five in, over the Six Nations period, for example. So that's another day out of the country. Um, so the travelling is a lot, as I said earlier, is a challenge um, because Pro 14, you were probably the one tournament that we're out of the country every single weekend. Yeah compared to Premiership or, or Top 14 within their own country. So that travel is every single weekend where you're away. Um, and then you, you, you add Europe and, and the international games into that, into that then as well is, uh, is, a, is a challenge for sure. Yeah. And I guess how difficult does that make, op- just forgetting refereeing, I guess if you're out doing all that travelling, maintaining some form of normality outside mm. of refereeing, yeah. is going back to the music thing, is that, is that how you occupy your yeah. spare time? What, what is it that... Well, I think that was, that was my biggest challenge, really, is getting that work-life balance. Because um, mm. I was solely in rugby for, for, for the last 10 years where I was in Munster Rugby and my job was five days, sometimes going into the weekend if I was involved in coaching courses, uh, uh, matches, etc. And then obviously the refing on top of that. So I was seven days a week in rugby. Um, and that was my challenge, just to get away from rugby and just focus on something completely different. So I do like to, to I, I do enjoy a good game of golf and just try and switch off away on a, on a one day a week where we're trying to pick just a day as a group in, in back at home and just say, right, that's our day just to switch off and play a bit of golf or do something completely different um, and not look at your phone because it's easy just to turn on your phone and just see right, another email involved. It's not a normal nine to five job, but... Yeah, I'm following on your other point then with the music, and it is something, <clears throat> it's something that I'm getting back into now, and something that I, I, I want to try and get get back into more, and, and as I as I did as a, as a child. So yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Um, so you just mentioned um, uh, World Rugby Camps. So you're joining us um, today. We're recording this in the middle of the Six Nations. Yeah. Um, just been at Heathrow um, with all the other Six Nations um, referees and officials. Don't want to get into specifics because that wouldn't be the right. Um, but can you just sort of give listeners a feel for how those sessions work? Obviously, you've got, Pete, you've got the Northern Hemisphere guys, the Southern Hemisphere guys, who I guess, have flown in for next weekend. Um, is it all about coherence? Is it training? Is it clips? What, what sort of, how do you occupy yeah, it then? So like, a lot of the like the main stuff is obviously the discussion clips coming out of the of the free games on the on the weekend really so it's just the the stuff that we did well stuff that we could have done a little bit better maybe um, and then the work ons going into into the next weekend or the, the weekend after so it's mainly the the key focus areas what are the areas that we look that world rugby want us to look at and um, we could be a little bit more consistent as a group of referees going into into the next games, yeah, that's what everybody wants is that consistency. Sure. Um, just want to touch on injury. Um, mm. Obviously, last season, uh, last last year, you came off a game probably at the worst time for you as a as a professional referee. Yeah. Um, but lots of listeners as referees have been injured and made made the call. Um, how have you got over that? Obviously, this point of coming off a, a big game. Mm. Um, Recovery um, psychologically and, and moving on and getting back in the game. Yeah, look, it, don't get me wrong. It, it was it was tough because, as I said, the injuries took its toll playing. I thought I escaped that when I when I went over to the referee and, um, and until last November. So yeah, it was a massive opportunity for me and uh, doing another tier one tier one game, Italy v New Zealand. It was a huge game, great opportunity again, um, and then. Obviously, it lasted 15 minutes and uh, decided to get in the wrong place at the wrong time. And big Scott Barrett then got tackled back towards me. And as I planted the foot, 
he went into the side of my knee and it was just obviously a freak accident and I tore the MCL, so the medial collateral ligament. So yeah, I was out for five, five six weeks and, and it was tough because obviously you sat, sat at home, I missed out on rounds, um, on rounds three and four of Europe. Mm. Obviously missed out on the following week, which was Johnny Lacey's last game in Argentina. Uh, barbarians which I would have um, loved to have been there in his last game going out so and that was really disappointing um, and then obviously I said I missed around three and four of Europe and so it could have been a lot worse I'm not going to lie I could have been out for the season with the way the in, I, if I got my leg trapped but yeah, it was about just getting right mentally obviously physically first but then mentally being in the right place to come back then in January so I was fully ready um, to hit rounds five and six in Europe yeah cool and We've touched on in the past, we've only touched on it in some of the other podcasts, the sort of psychological approach. Yeah. Do you work with a team of people with the RFU or as the Pro 14 on, on that side of things? Yeah, no, it's, uh, I do. I do. I work with a psychologist, Ty, Ty McIntyre. We, we meet, um, I meet regularly on a, on, uh, on a probably monthly basis, sometimes every couple of weeks. Uh, and he's, he's been excellent for me. As I said, that big challenge for me was trying to get that work-life balance right, yeah. um, uh, which, was, which was difficult over the last few years when, when the kind of, you're going up the, to the next level because you're away a lot more um, and you're involved in that environment where, where um, the level of the game, is, or the, the game has gone to a different level, I should say, um, with meetings, training, etc. You are a high, in a high-performance environment. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and that, that part for me is is really important to meet him just make sure my mind's my mind space is in a, in the right place um, um going into games and the last thing i want is going into a game where i'm i'm overthinking things or yeah. you know worrying about what what ifs you know and so that has certainly helped me massively to meet with him of course yeah. saw a report in the last couple of weeks about wayne barnes who writes the word reset on his hand yeah. that just gives him a, a visual trigger during a game if he needs it to, yeah. to focus back have you got anything that you use on a similar level is it a twitch or is it a movement or something that kind of refocuses you yeah I do, you? I do yeah um owen doyle um who's um who used to be our coach as well um he was very good. He, he said to split the games into in, the game into four quarters at four twenty. So whatever happened in that first twenty is gone. You can't yeah. can't get it back. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a big high high impact decision, whatever it may be, whether it's right or wrong, you park it, you move to the next twenty. You know, and that really works for me. And whatever's happened in that first twenty, second twenty, I'm I'm done. Yeah. Going to half time, I'm in a fresh mind now. Going into the second half, so yeah. Good stuff. Um, so let's look. You talk about high com, high performance environment. Does that make you as a group the the focus there at Heathrow today amongst your Pro Fourteen peers? Obviously, there's World Cups ahead. There's a team meet. Only so, so many people can go to there. How do how do you deal with the competitive nature of other referees? Because people listening to this, they might be in referees with potential group. It might be in development squad. And there's always that element of camaraderie. But ultimately, you are competing for games and positions at tournaments and festivals at, at any level. Um, how do you guys approach that? Yeah, well, look, obviously, you are, you're all competing as referees individual. When, when it comes to the appointments, you all want the, the best games. Um, but when you come onto the pitch, you're, you're a team. And, and uh, when you pick Europe, for example, Joel is very uh, strong on working together hard as a team, you know. And, and, and I think you have to come together. It's really important that you do. If you're not and you're going off on a solo run, well, then you're going to get found out. Um, I've had games in the past where we haven't really gelled well as, as a team and, and then you see and that's a team of three team of four team of four yeah, yeah not performing well 
Um, so a big focus, for example, like in the meetings of the last few weeks, is making ensuring that everybody understands and knows their roles and responsibilities, whether you're a referee, AR1, AR2, or TMO. That we're not all looking at the same thing. So like I touched on that this evening in the, in the meeting, just around... Um, uh, say you have box kicks for example and, and what are we looking at if, if the AR1 close AR1 is looking at uh, the player the wingers for example staying behind the box kick and the far AR2 will look at at the offside line you know so and we're not all looking at the offside line and then we miss the in front of the kicker you know so and that's that's important that we we all have our designated roles and um, so we just have that that guideline really so we, we don't miss stuff and we're all looking at the same thing. Interesting question. Um, I thought about earlier as we were, as we were talking about this more widely, yeah. but so I'll ask a slightly different version so not to put you in a spot. Um, as when you're running the line as a, as an appointed AR, how difficult do you find it to switch into AR mode as opposed to I'm a referee on the side with a flag mode? Yeah, well, um, yeah, it is it is difficult, but. I think you just got to get that run of games, I guess. And <laughs> the last few weeks for me, I've been a system referee in, in the, I'm doing five games and six nations on the line. So for me, that will hopefully build the consistency and um, they're not just coming in with, you know, I'm, well, I'm, I'm fresh, but I'm not coming in where I've just gone from refereeing back into a system referee. And you've got that run of games. So you know what you're looking for because it is different. Yeah, for sure. And do you, do, you, do you put as much effort into the ARing side of your role as you do to refereeing? Is there the things that you do from an ARing perspective, or is it just a matter of doing it? No, you have to. Yeah, I'm, like I'm fully, fully prepared in terms of our focus, in terms of going into the game. Now oh, this weekend, I'm with Nick, uh, France, Scotland. So, um, like previous two weekends with Nigel and, and, and Wayne, that they, like I think Wayne sent out his, his brief a week before, so he, like knew what we were looking for, prepping for. Uh, areas of the game so you're going in um, fully focused and ready because um, if you don't you're going to you're going to get found out for sure yeah. and you yeah. say so you're working with Nick Berry on Saturday I think yeah. it is um, obviously probably not for the first time mm. I don't know if it's the first time first with you and time, Nick so yeah. um, how do you find obviously an Australian different approach um, just coming his first Six Nations game at the weekend um, how do you kind of get that gelling bit together because it's a Monday today obviously yeah. you're heading out to France later in the week yeah. you spend some time together how does an international yeah. weekend look like well look it's great to be with Nick on his first Six Nations I'm delighted and I'm with him then the following week again England Italy so two games so that'll build consistency going into the following week uh, as well I hope um, but we obviously met today on the Monday and the reason I think that was changed to a Monday so we's, we can we're ready then we can prep going into the weekend uh, um, and I'll, I'll speak with Nick now tomorrow um, look at a few clips and stuff coming out of today's meeting um, anything he wants me to look at and we'll have that brief then and that chat before the match then so yeah cool so bring it back to the, the listeners active referees probably out there two things really to look at what do you think is the hardest part of refereeing the modern game um, and then I guess um, what tips would you have for anyone who wants to make progress who's thinking about taking up the whistle or has just taken up the whistle yeah. um, what's the best advice you want to give to referees yeah well, the, f- the first thing I think the hardest part I think we, we'd all agree is probably becoming the hardest part anyway is the line up mall area because there's just so much to look at now um, and I go back to that kind of whole roles and responsibilities as a, as a team of three on the ground which is really important that we're we're not all looking at the same thing, that we all have different areas that we're looking at from attack to defence. Um, but certainly that's an area where it's, it's becoming really, really more challenging for us to referee. Um, in terms of advice, what I'd give, I was just speaking to a couple of the young guys there this evening in the, in the society. Um, 
Steve Walsh once said it to me um, uh, when I was starting refereeing, is just a, about getting mud on the boots and just getting getting games under your belt, really. Um, and Johnny Johnny helped me with this when I was starting off, just get games from Wednesday to the weekend. Any work-ons that coming out of that game that I can fix before the weekend, you know. And the more games you do under the belt, the more. Uh, the more you can fix those areas to work on and, and the better you hopefully progress or the quicker you progress. So, yeah, I just, I'm enjoying the journey now and, and see where it takes me for sure. But um, the more games you can do, the, the better for sure, definitely. Good stuff. Well, uh, Andrew, thank you very much for joining the podcast today. Um, good luck at the weekend. Good Thanks. luck for the rest of 2019. Obviously a big year. Yeah. Um, and, and keep on going. Thanks, Thanks so much for joining Cheers, us. Cheers, Keith. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Advantage Over podcast from RugbyReferee.net. We hope you've enjoyed the content that we brought to you this week. What we'd really appreciate is your likes, rates and reviews, wherever it is you found it, whether that's iTunes or Stitcher Radio or TuneIn. Please head over there and leave us a review. We really do appreciate those. Um, We'd also um, ask you to tell your referee colleagues, friends, community um, about this podcast This is the only Rugby Referee podcast out there, um, so we hope to get to more earbuds um, over time. We'd also love your feedback um, and your suggestions and your comments, so please let us have them. Um, You can either email us at ref at advantageoverpodcast.com or you can find us through the rugbyreferee.net website um, or through Twitter at rugbyrefereenet, which is the same handle you'll find on Instagram as well. We're in all those places, so please do let us know what you think, let us know what you want, um, and how we can help you become better referees in the future. So for now, that is Advantage Over.